Hello, Heron. Hi, Tom. So, we're doing things a little bit differently this evening, although you will have absolutely no impact, and my hope is I will have very minor impact associated with this as well. But I'm testing out Periscope this evening, at least to record my side of the conversation with the view that if we get enough love through Periscope, I might actually put up a little speaker. Please so they can... explain to me what the hell you're talking about. What well, are you doing? I have my phone here projecting video. We currently have six people watching at least my ugly mug live with a little Stone 8 banner below so they can learn about how they can get their hands on the podcast when they want to hear both sides of the audio. So, wait a minute. So, six people are sitting at their computer somewhere, logged in somewhere, mm-hmm. I guess with, with this Periscope application. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's phone only, although you can you can oh. rig it for the iPad, but I don't think there's any desktop way. Well, really? Yes. That seems odd. Yes. It's, it's designed <laughs> to be a mobile app, I guess. Duh. So, yes. Okay. Well, anyway, so, and, and so basically you're feeding what's going on at your place. Yes. Out to this Periscope app. And yeah. other people are logged in and they can see whatever's coming out of your iPhone camera. Yeah, which I've positioned so it captures my face, a little banner, bit of the background window, this kind of stuff. So okay. it's pretty low key. All right. And so six, six people are, are now have joined us. <laughs> Welcome. Yes. So I guess Cyber ma- nuts. Yes. maybe we'll take questions at the end. I don't know whether it'll change anything that we do. I just wanted to test it. Yeah, well, it, seems, you know, well it got me to thinking mm. uh, that it would be nice if we had live participants, just like the way you do uh, model, model rail, rail. radio. Yeah. Yes. You know, only, I mean, we'd have to be really strict that everybody's mics are off and, and the own work, Aaron. We've tried this before. I mean, behind no, the scenes. No, we didn't try it. No, we not, did. Not, we've had, we've had people call in. And no, I'm not asking them to call in and talk. I'm just saying they could be observers. And then if they want to, they, if they're clever, if they can pique our interest mm-hmm. in text, mm-hmm. we might turn on their microphone. Well, the way, or, it, is or they might the way it is currently is that they can see me talking to you. They can't yeah. hear your audio. Although, if this is a success... Well, they can't I will, hear anything? They just hear you? If this is a success, <laughs> I will wire in your audio in the next Stonate recording. It's relatively easy tech to do that. All right. And then this is, incent- this is to incentivize them to actually listen to the podcast, to hear your side of the conversation yeah. as well. Well, that would be nice. Yeah. yeah. So you're both sides. Yeah. 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 Well, I like the idea of having live uh, people and, and the possibility of them interacting. But, I mean, the first time we did it, that was clearly not well thought We've out. a couple of times and it hasn't really worked yeah. either time. So. Well, if, if the, well, see, that's the thing is it, without the ability to control the mics on our end – Yeah. That, you know, really demand. well, it just demands The thing uh, I enjoy high- about Periscope is that it is a pretty monodirectional. I mean, they would have to type us questions in order to get us to respond to Periscope. Well, yeah, that's Periscope, what I'm... Rather okay, than that, so there's no speaking component yeah, for them. They it. are passive yeah. observers aside okay. from potentially asking yeah. questions. Yeah, I got it. Well, yeah. so all I'm, I'm saying is that basically we could do pretty much the same thing uh, and we could, you know, if anybody's a problem, we just kick their ass out and ban them. <laughs> Actually, know? I think, I mean, look, problem characters so much the better. I mean, my perspective is there's no negative media in this media space. Well, no, I mean, if they're interrupting our conversation. How can I interrupt it? Nothing I've said enables people, I mean, they could, I guess, you know, write abusive chat messages, but they're not going to physically interrupt anything that we're doing. No, I understand. Yeah. I'm talking about 
incorporating this uh, on Skype and having people live listening on Skype with us. Well, if they listen live on Periscope, then they get some visuals, they get audio, and they get the ability to communicate with the other folk in the environment and potentially, at the end, ask questions in an orderly fashion. Well, I don't see this as an either-or thing. I'm I'm telling you what's happening currently. My perspective. I understand that. that. I'm not talking about what's happening currently. My perspective is, however, (laughs) that the Skype cast phenomena associated with have people calling in. I'm looking for an independent venue from that. No, I I understand. I'm not talking about. You know, we don't have to. I just was trying to share an idea that I was thinking about. By all means, it may not be your idea. By all means. (laughs) <laughs> but independent of this, this yeah, if it I works got it. today. You're doing what you're doing. Yeah, I got it. It'll continue on. So. Yeah, yeah. That's actually it has nothing to do with me, really. Well, I mean, unless it interferes somehow with our conversation, which I doubt it will. One would hope it won't. Well, it won't d- bother me. <laughs> we'll see how you handle it. Yes. So I have a bunch of topics in front of me. Do you have any topics for the evening? Oh, I've got a couple. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got the Wittgenstein. Uh, thing I haven't looked at it yet because I got to rip it. Um, so it's, it's tough to get past that cover, though. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if I was going to do a Wittgenstein film, I can imagine a lot. You know, just a like one of the classic photos of Wittgenstein would have done quite nicely. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I've read all the reviews on it, and uh, people either love it or hate it. We'll see. Yeah, my perspective is it may be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether you'll love it or hate it. I suspect I'll... Well, I don't know. You know, I, I Wittgenstein's really been an important force in my life. Certainly. And um, so I've got some pretty strong ideas about his thinking and ideas. Yes. And I don't much give a shit who he fucked. <laughs> you yeah, know? no, that's very minor as far as... In fact, that doesn't even register in, in my general... Sphere associated with him. I mean, well, that's like, what I'm saying. It's it's completely a non-issue yeah. whether he was homosexual or his childhood. And, yeah, I mean, all that stuff's I guess interesting, maybe. But I'm more interested in insight. Well, we'll see. Like I say, I I, I have no idea what what I'm about to see. Does his I, participation so, in the First World War hold any interest to you? Um. Well, I'm aware of it, and, and it's all. I mean, he wrote the Tractatus when he was a prisoner of war. Certainly. <laughs> so, you know. Um, no, the personal life is important. If they can tie it into the idea. Like I say, if it, it, I'm, I'm worrying that it's just going to be some sort of sensationalistic thing, you know, I mean, from looking at this cover. Mm. That, that, that I wonder if they even understand Wittgenstein. Maybe they do. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'd always be concerned if someone said they understood Wittgenstein. That's like well, that's, that, well, well, that's true. But that would be a good place to start. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, if they think they understand Wittgenstein, they're obviously disqualified. <laughs> yes, that's. Do you understand Wittgenstein? If the box has been checked, put the DVD back. I, I mean, I saw it once. I don't. Okay, you've recall, seen it? No, maybe I've seen it twice. Actually, oh. I think I've seen it twice. I saw it before I had done philosophy, although that can't seem real because it was released, I think, in 95. So maybe, I don't know, maybe, well, actually, look, if I saw it in 95, which is before I studied Wittgenstein, and then I studied Wittgenstein. according to this. Okay. So, yes, I definitely could have seen it before I started my academic philosophical wanderings. Um, So, yeah, if I saw it in the cinema, which I suspect I might have, 
then, and when I watched it again, having studied Wittgenstein, I probably had a completely different perspective on it. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, it's going to be, you know, it's something I've wanted to see for a long time, and now I got it. So. And your practical responsibility as a pirate, once you rip it, is to put it back into the ether because it was so difficult for you to get it, right? Um, well, I have it. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure how I would do that, but you could probably tell me. Well, my understanding, I don't know how you get this stuff, but I mean, I guess back in the well, I day. Get them all, I get most of my stuff from Usenet. Oh, okay. Okay. In yeah, any case. And then torrents, occasionally I've used torrents. Yeah, torrents would just require you to put it up sufficient for someone to... Someone else to get it, to and then, get it. And then yeah. it's there, right? Yeah. But look, the requirements of torrents and uh, a film loosely based on Wittgenstein, yeah. Well, know. torrents are mostly about Britney Spears. Yeah, and, I'm just wondering or, if there's any nudity in it. Maybe if there's nudity in it, you might be able to get it on a torrent quickly. But if there's well, no nudity, that cover, the cover's enough, I think, to get it there. You think so? Oh, hell yes. Are you kidding? Child porn, man. <laughs> Depends on the torrents you frequent, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> do you have another topic? Um, let me see. Uh, yes, in fact, I do. Um, in fact, I want to go back to uh, the thing we were already talking about because the, I, it, when the, the Periscope conversation began, mm -hmm. I started thinking about it and was thinking it would be nice if there were people listening to us live in the room with us here now. Mm. But who were, in fact, responsible enough to mute their own microphones and never unmute them unless they get specific directions from us. Mm -hmm. And anyone who violates that will just be banned. Yeah, I don't want that. My perspective is actually that our interaction, I mean, I want something that is as removed from our interaction as possible. I want something where ideally oh, okay. this will not in any way impact the standard recording of a stone ape. And my perspective well, why is... why would that? Because it immediately has effects on the audio quality. Immediately you oh, were doing some intervening... I don't yeah. know that. Oh, oh, you're saying if we had 10, 15 people in yeah. here... The audio quality would go down. Potentially so, because we're interrupting our communication <laughs> in order to in order to move to a Skype server. I mean, rather than peer to peer, we're then being hosted in some way by a Skype. Connection. I mean, so anytime you add a third person, yeah. To, I mean, if we were to add a person to this conversation, uh, it's going through entirely different protocols or something. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, well, I don't know why you're so dead set against it. Uh, because but I do this, my perspective is, I do this associated with model rail radio, yeah. and it's quite a headache. It's a headache for a wide variety of factors. Yeah, but you're, you know, but that you're talking, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about us making it standard that, that, that people talk and interact. I'm not. That's not what I'm talking about either, Heron. What I'm saying What's the is. Hassle? What I'm saying is the hassle of having people calling in. While you and I are talking, even if they're muted, the interaction connection component, every aspect uh -huh. of this thing, okay. which uh -huh. is true, something that you would never see. It would be all yeah. on me. And it would right. be all on me associated with all these aspects. Well, it depends on who starts the conversation. I mean, I could do it on my end, right? Uh, Why does it have to all be on you? Potentially so. But I well, think what's the deal? Someone calls. Well, actually, we could also make it that they they call before we start, and if they we're just not going to add anybody after we start. That's the way I taught a lot. Most of the, the classes and lectures I used to do is if you're not there on time, don't bother coming in. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, I just think it changes the dynamic. Well, I mean, my this, perspective well of is, course yeah. it'll change the dynamic. Yeah. I, I'm just offering it as, a, as an idea that I've been thinking about. That's all. Clearly, you don't like it. So, you know, I'll keep considering whether or not I like it enough to argue with you about it, but I don't care that much about it right now. It was just uh, something I thought might be kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, maybe I have more recollection of when we last did it, and you're right, people spoke in that. But nonetheless, it became, I mean, a lot of the stuff that you've talked about historically associated with having conversations with other people is one yeah. thing. But I think the dynamic associated with um, just having someone there. I mean, this is the thing that's interesting yeah, to me about Periscope. No, no, you're right. I yeah. understand that. That 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 will change it. But I'm not sure that's a bad change. I'm just, con- like I say, I'm just considering it. I'm not committed to anything here. Yeah. I'm just exploring the space and, and thinking, what could we do? That's Certainly. all. Certainly. Okay. All right. On to another idea. Uh, for years, I have had this tendency to um, attack uh, the politically correct by being particularly politically incorrect. You know, and it's been sort of an unconscious strategy that I've used. I, I, I just can't. It's just it's almost like a, a stance. <laughs> you know, um, so the thing that everybody is thinking but nobody's got the guts to say i'll just blurt it out sometimes and and actually you know i'm not sure that really serves anybody anymore Mm. (laughs) i mean i think it did serve a purpose yes uh well at least in my mind it did or it or else again it alienated do you think people are no longer sophisticated enough to actually understand that this is not like i mean uh, this is my broad concern associated with some of the current well, I don't stuff. hang around with those people. I, I figure, screw them. Those are really, it's too late for them. If they can't get that much, yeah. then, <laughs> then well, you know, if they show up, fine. But, I mean, I, I can't worry about that, I don't think. But your view has changed now where you don't do that anymore? Don't do, uh, <laughs> oh, no, well, I'm saying, no, I do it. In fact, I just got really busted big time mm. at work doing it. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we, uh had a uh, a story on um, the Special Olympics uh-huh. in Orange County here. It was being put on, sponsored by someplace, and the headline said something like, blah, 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 sponsors Special Olympics or, a spe- or Olympics for special, for special kids, I guess, mm-hmm. something like that, okay? And when I sent it back to the editor, I changed it uh, as a joke to um, Special Olympics for retards. Mm. Yeah, you don't want to be putting that in writing to an employer, Harold. No, well, no, this guy, no, th- 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 that wasn't the problem. That wasn't the problem. I'm just saying this is this the problem. Is with someone else saw it. No, 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 no. It's way worse than any of that. It actually got printed. No, no, no. It's not that bad. <laughs> I'm going through extremes that here. Been, that wouldn't have been my. I mean, it would have been my fault, but that would have been a really serious uh, proofing error. <laughs> what the <laughs> Special know? Olympians themselves saw this. <laughs> well, they're too stupid to read it. Who cares? Very good. <laughs> so you're going to have to fill in the gaps here because I'm doing yeah. an appallingly bad job at that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, we had a chuckle over it. <laughs> you know, I mean, he understood exactly, you know, what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I never, I mean, I just, I only changed it while I was making the PDF to send him to, to proof it and then immediately changed it back, mm-hmm. you know, because 
because I, I know that that's a possibility. So I don't screw around with that kind of stuff at work. If I'm going to do that, I know how to do it consciously. Mm-hmm. So, so I was clear there. We had our little laugh and, uh, and I went on. And then later that day, I was talking to the head of the ad I have to check with them for ads mm-hmm. before I send it to the press. And um, I don't remember exactly why we were talking about it. But he mentioned something about that article. And I said, oh, yeah, the one about the retards. <sighs> you know, and just I just I said it. I mean, I, I heard myself saying it. I knew what I was doing. Mm. It was the standard routine of mine, mm. <laughs> you know. And um, it turns out that two of his kids were in those pictures. Heron, Heron, Heron. <sighs> so what happens then? Well, um, I apologized profusely and tried to explain my, dis- you know, not my uh, political non-correct pathology. Yeah, Heron finds a job next yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Anyway, um, he was really gracious about, it. and I've worked with this guy for quite a while. He knows I'm not uh-huh. that. That's not me, you know. Uh-huh. But it, it shocked him when he heard me say it. Yes. And and, and I just, you know, and I think somewhere I might have known some maybe that his that he had two kids uh, i'm not sure whether they have downs or what what the mm-hmm. issue is but um in any case it, it made me really question whether whether i it, there are any circumstances where i need where that strategy which served me well for many years yes but but really fucked up there big time yes and um yeah i think this is a circumstance where you probably should put that one to bed heron <laughs> I mean, my perspective is... My sense of humor is just... Well, I mean... For this world. You are remarkably lucky in terms of your current job. I mean, I feel the same way associated with my current job. Mm-hmm. And to... I don't know. I mean, it's one of these interesting things. I think... I mean, when I was in the UK, I occasionally made risque jokes just because I was an Australian and I kind of was allowed to do that. <laughs> They're expecting but you to do that. I realized even through doing that that I was treading a very fine line and actually yeah. it was a job where I had a boss who had Tourette's and <laughs> his, his Tourette's were sufficient that, you know, it just was what it was, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, I probably wouldn't have been the first to be fired. It must be incorrect to laugh at Tourette's. (laughs) If you met this guy, you wouldn't have a word to say, Heron. You wouldn't have a word to say. Well, I've I've been around people with Tourette's. I mean, a couple, you know. It's, it's it's an interesting yeah yeah it 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 really just gets right to the core of what the fuck do I think the word I means anyway mm. <laughs> you know they're talk about I is not the language machine yes you know I mean that's just the most <laughs> wonderful example of that I think yes either that or they're just they they're all a bunch of liars and they just get off doing that. It's a secret society. It's some sort of cult. It's some the sort thing of about satanic it is cult. That, um, I mean, I joke about him having Tourette's. He didn't. Well, he might have clinically had Tourette's. Actually, I joked with his wife. His wife thought he had Asperger's. Well, there are, I said, yeah, there he are, actually, I think he has Tourette's. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be. I mean, my perspective is actually, and I'm occasionally, around my spiritual advisor, I will occasionally make 
inappropriate jokes, but this yeah. is just something that we both do together, and yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, but you just, need to be within that very tight yeah, kinship yeah. group, and even in those circumstances, yeah. sometimes it goes a little too far. Well, in the group, I see the last time I was. See, ah, these go back to my more social days. Mm. I had a pretty good group of people that, you know, when I was social, yes. <laughs> you know, the people, the few people that I, I had were really pretty good, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, we could get away with this kind of shit all the time. Yes. You know? And, and, I, and, but then, then I became a hermit and the world, uh, that group of people disappeared. <laughs> so anyway, I think, uh, I'm going to have to, I'm not quite sure how to go about reprogramming it because it's really deeply ingrained in yeah. me to, to do shit like that. Yeah. I As you know, I do it here all the time. All the time, yeah. It's, it's stand the pressure. Is it okay to do that here? Should I not do that here? You see, my perspective, I, I have a similar thing which I encounter occasionally at work where if I've been kept in a meeting for like two, two and a half hours and nothing is going on, I, like, become super, like, aggressive and just start saying stupid stuff just to get out of the meeting. And, like, I just can't concentrate. My mind is, like, I have to do it. So I do understand where you're coming from because it's completely animalistic and completely beyond my control. I just go to this point where I just can't take the crap anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess my perspective is that you you formed a... Well, you've also offended and alienated. I mean, normally I'm the one that does this, but you've actually offended and alienated a group of listeners through this behavior, Heron. And oh, really? I yeah, I, I to... well, that's not really a surprise. See, yeah. yeah, but see, but I don't care so much about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just per, when it's personal like this that I mean, yeah, I I as oh, that's it. Yeah, well, I got to probably pick my uh, political incorrectness more precisely. I think mm. maybe that's it. Maybe, I mean, retards, that's just, you know, yeah, that's just, that, that's really. done, I mean, that's you not, know. Yeah, that's not, a, that's not a target. No, no, that's not yeah. at all. That's st- stupid, yeah. No, it's, it's as stupid as racism or any other stupid Certainly. bullshit things. Yeah. But, of course, that's exactly why I do it. See, that's exactly the point. It's like, duh, I know that. Mm. <laughs> you know, I do it to point that out. Yes. But, you know, uh, the people uh, – yeah, anyway, I probably need to stop doing that unless it really counts, unless it's really a good one. Yes. <sighs> I think for humorous impact, you can probably continue to do it on Stone Ape. I mean, I'm not offended – but there is a well. You know, uh, let me let me suggest to you mm-hmm. and to any of our wonderful listeners, um, if you, um, I'd love to get some feedback on this. Actually, that mm. would that would really be helpful for me. Um, you know, and if I if I am offensive, and to know, I mean, I don't mind being offensive if it's to a, a purpose. Mm. You know, if, if it's. You know, in fact, better. You know, it makes it you know, take that home easier. So. Yes. Um, but you know, if it's just a dead end, you know, and, and offensive, I apparently can't tell the difference in the moment. So. Yes. And that sensitivity for when it is appropriate to be offensive. I went out with my spiritual advisor to some 50th wedding anniversary, and none of these people were in any way interacting with me. I found it actually quite curious that I can go as a spouse and not be viewed as an entity in these circumstances. Well, that's, it's not that you're not an entity. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, I, I'm invisible. Mm. Uh, I mean, I can be anyway. Mm. I mean, I, you can change that if you want to, but mm. my normal stance is mm. invisible. <laughs> you know, one of my wife's friends, uh, just as I entered the party, came up and said something mildly insulting to me and then laughed and walked away. 
<laughs> and I just thought, this person does not know my wit, because if you had stayed, it might have been on. But my perspective yeah. is, in, over the weekend, and we'll talk a little bit more about this with regards to another thing in a, in a few minutes, I'm, yeah, my spiritual advisor has had her head scanned, she's got nothing wrong there, she just needs to, like, do the motions when she gets vertigo in order to kind of instigate mm. the vertigo. But as yeah, of but last weekend, is, I didn't know this. What, what about her ears? They're fine. They're fine. There's nothing. It's just. It's just something that she needs to work through. There's and nothing. Go away. They yeah. don't, so basically, they're full of shit. They just don't know. That's <laughs> the nature of the medical profession. <laughs> yeah. But it's a good answer, right? Well, they, well, they can give statistics. I mean, statistics yeah. are helpful at this point. <laughs> That's all you anyway. got, you know. Yeah. So yeah, over the weekend, I was certainly more sympathetic to these things and less likely to cause trouble. But if that woman ever crosses my path again. Anyway, do you have any, any other topics, Harry? Oh, one more. Mm-hmm. Um, next Wednesday, mm. uh, I'm going to go have lunch. It's it's the Bosco Boys reunion. Oh, finally. <laughs> finally. You've been talking about this for a long time. Well, it was uh, – yeah, it was there when I first contacted. Anyway, we talked yesterday, mm. and uh, I don't, I'm not sure that there may be f- five or six – People from my high school, none of whom were my friends at, <laughs> at the time. I mean, I, I remember them. I mean, they were there. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, that's so. a start. I, I don't remember a lot of my high school friends. Well, I remember them when I look at the, the album. I dug out my uh. high school annual and, and looked at, at the pictures of the people that he said are going to be there. And yeah, I recognize them. So you're going to do a before and after and take photographs of them now in comparison? Is there anything? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. See, I don't think like that, but you're right. Um, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I do have an iPhone. <laughs> yes. You can make a photo essay out of this thing at least. No, you're right. Uh, yeah. I, I could See, the thing, I, that, that turns me into an essayist instead of a reunionist. <laughs> I guess so. You know, and that's the, well, that's part of the issue we're talking about here. Yeah, very much so. You're you know, right. It's You're the same thing. Right. What, what kind of experience do you want to exactly. have? Exactly. No, forget it, Aaron. Well, Enjoy no, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying, see, that's the thing is, I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm yeah. just saying, I, you know, they, they appear to be, you, you pick one or the other, yeah. or maybe not. Maybe you don't have to d- pick one or the other. I don't know. Hmm. But it seems that yeah, pulling the camera out and taking a, a you know thirty or forty or a hundred pictures in two hours, uh, <laughs> you know, is going to change the situation. Yes. Hmm. Well, it's something for me to think about. I hadn't thought about it until now, so probably I won't do that. I'll probably just yeah. Do. Well, it's only a Tom Bobbley idea, so you kick those things to the curb. Well, it's the thing is this. It's nice personal thing, but I don't really give a shit about personal stuff. Exactly. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm more interested in epistemology. Well, there's, there's an voyeuristic aspect associated with the degradation of people over time. But that clearly is not part of your <laughs> shtick either. <laughs> well, I'm going there sort of expecting uh, to see myself as far superior to all of them. That's the whole purpose of going, right? That's the only reason you see people you want to uh, Well, I'm not sure, but it's certainly there. Yes. <laughs> Very good. So, <laughs> it's not all of it, you know. It's it's just one of the considerations, you know. So so and and the d- desire to test that. Let's mm. see. Mm. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'll be blown away. Well, you will be a passive essayist because at least you're going to come back and give an update for Stone Ape. Oh yeah, part. we'll end up talking about it. Yeah. I, I would yeah. hope, or not. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. I might raise it if you won't. I, I, I'll, I'll just keep a note to, to raise it next time we talk. Yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to worry about it. But yeah, anyway, it, it, it should be interesting, you know? Mm. It, I think it ought to be worth a few paragraphs here. <laughs> that, uh, that ends my list. Very good. I am a changed man, Heron. I mm. had a very strange experience last Sunday. And it's an experience which fills me with vastly different emotions. Quite strange, in fact. (laughs) So, probably, I'm trying to think, maybe Thursday last week, my spiritual advisor indicated that the Grateful Dead were going to be performing locally. And my spiritual advisor used to go and see Grateful Dead concerts. It's a large part of her life, you know, from probably about 13 through to to 18. This was a big thing in her life. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I'd like to see the Grateful Dead perform. Why not see it, you know? Yeah. So Have you listened to much of their music? Oh, yeah. I've I've got, um, in my record collection, I've got maybe three or four Grateful Dead records, but they never toured Australia. Yeah. No, but I I just mean, did you like their music? uh, Their music fitted into, like, eclectic later (laughs) Dylan and this kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But it never, I mean, the whole phenomena of the Grateful Dead as it exists in the US, the notion of the deadhead, yeah. the notion of, there's a um, a text associated with the cultivation of cannabis that I'm thinking was either in, it wasn't the terrorist handbook, it was probably the Jolly Roger, that recommended the first thing that you needed to do when you were contemplating growing <laughs> weed was to go to a Grateful Dead concert because there you could get in contact not only with the seeds, but also with the cultivators. And that perspective, and I read this at the same time that I read about Captain Crunch, you know, John Draper, who I was able to meet because he did come to Australia, made me realise that, uh, you know, there was something about those dead. But the other thing is most of the groups that I listened to, most of the music groups that I listened to, made fun of the Grateful Dead. And the whole notion of the Grateful Dead is kind of... Slightly reactionary, not really as advanced as their listeners. Nah, no, it was laid, of, nah, man. They were they were just laid back, stoned, having a good time, and doing it in a particular style that just happened to really fit in with what everybody wanted, or with a lot of people wanted. Have you ever been to but a they were concert? So, no, shit, they bore the shit out of me. <laughs> They're terrible. I mean, you know, they're not. They're they're among the the sloppiest musicians I've seen. But again, that's not but what you they're doing. Seen them. Not not yes. live. Well, I assume they're even worse live than they are on the recordings. Yes. I don't know. I'm only talking about recordings. You're saying yeah. they're better in person than they are on recordings. So, the Grateful Dead concert that I went to had seventy thousand people at it, and just as a community of 70- this was just uh, last week. Yeah. 70,000 people to see uh, how much of the dead, everything but who? Everything but Jerry Garcia, obviously. Really? Oh, really? The whole? Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. And the previous night had been 85,000, so we were 15,000 shy of the record. <laughs> wow. And but, how? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How yeah. old are those guys? They must be, they're older than me. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is that they brought the lead singer of Fish there, a gentleman by the name, I thought I'd written his name down. Oh, Trey Anastasio. So yeah. the fish guy's 51. So he was like the youngest guy on the stage. Yeah, he's just least. a punk kid. Yeah. But he actually carried the energy along for the concert. I mean, what? Yeah. Initially, what, I was like, who's that guy? Yeah. What's he doing? 
Yeah. Why's that guy even up there? He's not one of the dead. Yeah. And by the end of it, I realized that actually it, some of the best aspects of the concert had been yeah. associated with yeah. this guy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know. Well, that is really important. Yeah. He's the lead yeah. guitarist, lead person in Fish. So, yeah, I mean. He's the, yeah, he's, yeah. The, you know, also, it, so, he's, and he's taking the, the MC role. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't taking the MC role. He actually wasn't the lead guitarist in this playing of the dead. Oh, really? But he took a role where it just upped the energy. It was quite a strange experience mm. because where guitars needed to be more like guitar solos, where there needed to be more emphasis on the playing, the older guys weren't really there. I mean, the drummers were, were two drummers that were pretty pretty coherent but absolutely like amazingly focused i've never seen such serious like you know uh, in, in terms of the general <laughs> level of focus the other guys were just there to be happy looking off into the distance the funny thing is they had ipads up next to their mic stands so they could see the words as they were singing cool i mean it was yeah. really it was very interesting <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense of course but i i've been to a few rock concerts i mean certainly with wozniak <laughs> i was in i was in the wozniak booth at the uh, shoreline which isn't as big as this Levi Stadium's the place where the 49ers play. I mean, it's a football stadium. And um, <laughs> okay. I realized actually being there with 70,000 people just completely changed the experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about music, yeah. we're talking about a whole experience of the universe. Yeah. So yeah, after after the sunset, they, they played for three and a half hours. I mean, yeah. they played for a serious length of time. They had yeah. an intermission about two hours in. The sunset, the clouds came overhead, which just basically encased the mm. the stadium. Yeah. We had planes flying low at some case. Uh, we had four planes flying overhead at certain cases, low to the, relatively low to the ground, maybe 400, 500 feet between the cloud line and the stadium. <laughs> and just all these like strange things. And the quality of the psychedelic like graphics was certainly yeah. superior to anything I'd seen in like cyberpunk yeah. documentaries. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it was a very strange and somewhat moving experience, actually, because I realized that there were folk there who just clearly led a more, I hate to use the term simple, because that's not what I mean, but just like a more primarily connected life than I led. I felt almost kind of, initially, it was a strange feeling because I thought I am not, I mean, I was wearing a tie-dye Noble 8 t-shirt that my wife Mm -hmm. made a few days earlier. But I'm not a quintessential deadhead. No. So I, I, yeah. I've been through similar emotions with this stuff. And my yeah. sense is um, we're not all the same. Yeah, clearly. You know? Yeah. It's it's okay to be, uh, you know, a sort of <laughs> emotional devoid yeah. intellectual. Yeah. You but know? Certainly, certainly I enjoyed the playing of music. And you're right. There were a number of flubs through the general performance. Oh, well, it's like, again, yeah. that's not about the music. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it is, but, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not, that's, just, that's one of the things that's going on there. Yeah. It's just, it's like, uh, even Frank Zappa is as, as cool as his music was seeing him perform live. Isn't the same as listening to a record, yeah. you know? I mean, being there, it was an event, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, a couple of things caught me through this. The first was that I realised that I could actually distinguish the various forms of cannabis that was being smoked. And I thought about you through this because I realised that the kind of cannabis that you're looking for still exists in some form in this country. Like, the higher order, older sativa, the strong kind of sandalwood smell 
yeah. clearly indicated that you could probably get your hands on, you know, the, the cannabis of yore, so to speak, um, still through some of these collectives. But they had come in from Northern California, Oregon, Seattle. I mean, a lot of people yeah. came a long way for the concert. There was a bunch of, you know, the well, regular... So what, are there names that I need to look for? I mean, oh. how, how do I know? How, how am oh, I supposed I, to know I, what I'm I looking for? I can identify it based on a fragrance, but you're right. It, without naming... Well, you I mean, walk into a, you know, a dispensary mm. and there's a bunch of jars with names on them. Yeah, no, that's useless. We've already talked about this. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, so, so no, then what, what are you telling me then? What is I'm it, telling give you me is practical that, here. Well, well, what I'm telling you is it still exists out there. It just doesn't exist in the medical dispensaries currently because it can't be grown in, you know, 14 weeks. But huh. clearly for the connoisseurs, they're still, they still That's, have their hands on There should on be them. a market for that. Yeah. You, you'd think they really should. Yeah, even within the dispensaries, yeah. you know that that seems just a high end market. Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is, uh, that's the thing is, I want to test it. We'll see how high end it is. It yes. may be high end, but yeah. will it do something for me? I don't know. The other thing was that it was concluded the drummer came down at the end. They only did one encore, and the drummer, a gentleman by the name of Mickey Hart, came down at the end, and he said, "We feel good tonight. Take this feeling that we have here tonight. Take it home and do something with it. Be oh, kind." Good. Help us. Help the world. Thank you. Oh, beautiful. How and nice. I yes. thought to myself, this is what I'm going to do with this experience. <laughs> well, you're you telling know, the story. It just helped a little bit right there. <laughs> I'm going to take this experience and I'm going to try. Because philosophically, the experience changed me. Yeah. I realized that all the some of the negative stuff that I'd said about the dead historically, particularly associated with them, you know, reaching out to the broadest possible audience by kind of dumbing down their music and their musical message, I realised actually that it, it, even based on, like, certain elements, to have such a large group there, irrespective of their various philosophical persuasions, and look, I mean, it was, the whole thing was <laughs> about selling merchandise. It was, a, it was completely... It wasn't the whole thing, it, it was, was a part of it. completely capitalistically... That was a part of the it. whole thing, but it certainly well, was the whole thing. In terms of, well, you're right. You're right. Big but, part of it. But <laughs> I think about $250 we spent on, like, two T-shirts and one sweater and... Yeah, well, yeah. you can afford it. Yeah, easily. Yeah, so that was cool. the other. That was the other point my spiritual That supports made. the effort. Yes, was that we are... We are of the perfect age demographic to start doing these things. I.e., we should go to more concerts. And yeah. I thought to myself, yes. And buy more stuff. That's clearly the... That's, but no, returning to this idea of reaching the masses by not necessarily dumbing down, but just making your stuff slightly more popularist in order to reach a larger, larger audience. Um, well, I'm certainly... But see, then I think you have to start... That makes sense, but only it seems if you really have a focused message. Mm. You don't have if it's just rambling. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's that. I think well, there's a there is an audience for rambling. Clearly, so, I mean, Mickey Hart. Certainly, I've watched a few documentaries through Netflix associated with the dead. I mean, Bob Weir has one currently, which is getting a lot of circulation. And the perspective that the musicians have is very much that their music isn't quintessentially about drug use or being inebriated or coming, you know, following yeah. around like nomads. I mean, this Who is what cares? they say. Who yeah. cares what they think? Clearly, <laughs> you they know, you and I know what yes. the hell it was about. But I guess my perspective <laughs> you is... You had to that, be there. Yes. 
Yeah, so through this, it's changed me in ways that my spiritual advisor now finds highly amusing because she thinks, <laughs> I mean, it kind of started because once you start wearing tie-dye and wandering around these groups of people, you're already talking about the man and various other things. So, you know, it was already um, starting. But the outpouring, I mean, basically there were a group of people around us that were smoking you know, relatively substantial quantities of cannabis. <laughs> At the conclusion, men who had appeared relatively terrifying doing various kinds of... The other thing was the general dance quality. It, um, everyone had their own steps. Everyone was doing their own moves. It was all just happening. You mean up on stage? No, I mean in the audience. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, of course that's what's going to be in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> when it wasn't maybe. a fucking square dance. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> in any case, even the, even the folks that did the strangest, most outlandish moves and clearly appeared to be on some substances stronger than perhaps the cannabis, were, were at the end started hugging each other and, you know, yeah, some people yeah. were sobbing and things. Yeah. That was the 60s, so, man. So, that, that's still alive. Yeah. That's good to hear. Hey, no, that's the thing that astonished me was this, yeah. this phenomena that I had experienced through documentaries or been told about yeah. remotely or seen yeah. in, you know, occasional cyber colonies and yeah. these kind of things was still present in an eclectic yeah. group that came together for this yeah. thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And that I actually found very inspiring. I didn't feel like, yeah. of course, the bittersweet of this is they're never going to be performing together again. So, well, that's yeah. bittersweet. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Live with it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know these communities can go off and and do whatever. Well, they the thing that sentiment. Well, it's it's growing. I'm yeah. I, I'm really encouraged. I mean, it, it to me, I see it in a lot of different forms. Yeah. You know, and and that's just another one of the forms. I I. Think Think that it's that's part of that, you know, yeah. this this new consciousness or whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, so, that's that's very encouraging. Also, through the week, I received uh, Peter Godfrey, aka Cog's book. He actually sent it to me personally. I guess he. I mean, I'm assuming he must. I mean, the whole notion that he probably has people working for him packaging these books. But when I received a little box with his handwriting on it at work, I thought, ah. This is a man who I've agreed with already in a previous Stone Ape associated with his general philosophy. I read the book in two evenings. It's actually quite an interesting read. He talks a lot about surviving prison and prison experiences and these kind of things. And in terms of, like, a cannabis cultivation book, it's not, you know, it's not top of the line. But in terms of, like, a general life philosophy book, it's very interesting. Yeah. The last chapter relates to his views associated with the ego and spirituality. And the ego discussion is pretty well spot on associated with the voice inside the head yeah. not being you. Yeah. And in yeah. fact, taming that in order to like get a, a broader understanding, which I think... Yeah, is, it's not a new yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. But a question that I had for last week but I never got to is this notion that if... If people have a particular spiritual perspective, or maybe a focus on something called the soul, does that eliminate them from, or is this something that they need to resolve or work through in picking up, you know, Stonian metaphysics? I would say, no, it's easy. You just, that's a way of thinking about things. Certainly. You know, you don't have to drop it. You don't have to stop thinking that way. You just have to quit confusing that analysis for the way the world really is, because yes. that's a hallucination. Yes. 
So, yeah, it's a fine way of thinking about things, sort of, but it does have its limitations. Again, the, the best analogy is that idea of topo maps and street maps. Mm, They're good certainly. for different things, you yeah, know, definitely. and you want to have the right map for the right problem. Yes. And, and the, the normal map that most people use is okay for a lot of stuff, you know, but it's increasingly failing on a lot of stuff as the world continues to change, and there are other ways – of thinking that might be more useful. Hmm. Yeah, there was certainly a strong nihilistic element through the book as well, which I didn't have any problems with either. I mean, a strong yeah. kind of... And it makes me wonder, like I wondered last week, actually, that when these people are in circumstances where cannabis is no longer criminalised, and, you know, maybe it's a circumstance where I guess the people that sell tomato seeds still make money somehow. But it's a similar kind of thing where this thing no longer has a financial... You know, well, that may financial. be good. There may be just like, you know, the, the software industry, in a mm. sense, you know, the shareware and stuff. You mm. know, maybe there's another way. Maybe you don't have to make a billion bucks. Maybe, uh, maybe the technology, we don't need operators anymore. Every phone is its own operator. I think the interesting part about his discussion is that he says very frankly that within the confines of what's humanly possible through cannabis, it's very difficult to make a lot of money. In fact, it's almost impossible. And the kinds of folks that are growing commercial cannabis are doing so to make a reasonable living, but not a yeah. huge sum of money. Well, that's fair. Yeah. You know, that seems, that seems cool to me, you mm. know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you want to do that. But, I mean, why not just every – well, who knows what the future will bring about? How are we going to organize ourselves economically? That's a, this is part of that, that issue. Mm. I mean, obviously, it, it – shouldn't be i mean legality is just a non-issue here mm. so it's, the question is how do you manage this um resource <laughs> to everybody's benefit yeah i mean certainly what's happened in oregon in the past few days associated with the movement towards legalization still seems incredibly restrictive for me i mean in canberra australia 20 plus years ago it was legal to have I think six plants, and in Oregon now, after this legislation, people are allowed four plants. Okay. Seems, I well, mean, whatever. Listen, yeah. the fact that, I mean, that, that opened the door. <laughs> the, the concern is that what happened in Canada was they started this way, and then they moved to commercial grow operations, where people who had previously, you know, had four plants, for example, yeah. could no longer grow their four plants because there was commercial. And that strikes me as relatively curious. <laughs> I mean... Well, if I can, I can buy get tomatoes the right, in the yeah. store, but I'm also allowed to grow tomatoes, and the government doesn't come and say you can't grow tomatoes. I mean, that strikes yeah. me as very yeah. curious. And that's what that's what you're that's, that's what happened law? in Canada. What happened in Canada was originally so you you can buy it at the store, but you can't grow your own. Exactly. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> there, that's a bright idea. Well, it's designed <laughs> to actually you know move towards yeah, yeah, kind of to, yeah, to get everything. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you sure as hell won't be getting the kind of weed that you would like or need in these circumstances. Well, that's, well that's if not, they were smart in their marketing, but I would they're not. No, they want to yeah. get the fastest return, which means yeah. they're growing the fastest. Well, that's why we so. have to, you know, that's why it's time yeah. for the population of the planet to wake the fuck up. You hope <laughs> you so. know, it's just people that are doing this. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the institutions are, well, I mean, it's all of that, but that's all, that all could change very easily. I mean, yes. I mean, not easily, but quickly anyway. Yeah, yeah no, it won't be easy. <laughs> Particularly if Donald Trump's president. I mean, oh, good if Donald Trump. I don't, I really don't think we have to worry about that. That would be, well, if he's he, the front runner of the GOP. 
He's the front no. runner of the GOP. No. Yes. No, not really. Yes, really. You've been reading an Onion news. No, again. no, no. This is mainstream news that's reporting. That <laughs> well, then we do have something to worry about. Well, you know, yeah, a, a black president wasn't the last president. Maybe, maybe Donald Trump will be the last. I mean, I can't think of anything any more outrageous mm. than getting. Donald Trump in there. Mm. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wouldn't that be a cool one? Yeah. Holy God. Donald President Trump. Yep. He's, he's <laughs> a post-apocalyptic president as far as I'm concerned. Well, see, that's, that's why people – well, again, yeah, there's nothing much to say really, is there? I mean, what can you say? I mean, you can't satirize that. Exactly. <laughs> That's the whole nature, I think, of being post-singular, is that you're not in, that, that satire doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> no, it's just no, po- yeah, yeah, irony, satire, yeah, out, gone, out the window. Yeah. <laughs> just reality, well, at least yeah. we can laugh, you know? <laughs> mm. Yes, for how long? For how long? Until so- we start crying. <laughs> Any questions at all? Post-apocalyptic role-playing games. Okay. Well, I know. So, are there actually people still there? Yeah, no, they're, they're typing, and we've had post-apocalyptic role-playing games is the only thing that they've offered us so far. So, I know that's I know that's Connor Sites Bowen right there. Actually, if folks can identify who they are in the chat, we might say hello to you. So How many know people are there? Nine currently. We had ten. Nine people have been here. Okay, yeah. cool. There we go. So, ha, 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 ha. So, it was obviously Connor Sites Bowen. Thank you, Connor. And, but they haven't been able to hear anything but you. Yeah, I know. Oh, the funny, thing is, the funny thing is, when I started talking, it moved from six to ten. And then, you know, so we currently have nine people based on me talking, Harry. <laughs> now ten. Now we've gone back to ten. Well, whatever. Anyway, it's an um, interesting so, idea. Yeah, I think we should definitely incorporate this. Somehow. Oh, we have a long question. What are your views on gay marriage, Confederate flag, and concealing uh, concealed carry legislation? Let's Wait, what was that? Was our concealed carry, concealed carry legislation? Yeah, yeah. Well, those are what other are there any other issues but those three? Apparently, well, gay marriage, Confederate flag, conceal and carry legislation. Well, I've got an opinion on all of those. Yes, <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think all. I mean, from my perspective, they all fit into a similar. Philosophy. I mean, I really, honestly, I mean, conceal and carry has always been the political one that has concerned our listeners, you know, more than anything. That I refuse to acknowledge the fact that when I lived in Nevada, surrounded by people that had concealed weapons, that I never actually encountered anything, which goes against all the general hypotheses associated with people that carry firearms. So I don't know. I mean, aside from those things, I think our views. The Confederate flag is genuinely interesting, and we did kind of talk about yeah, it Yeah, we did time. talk about that. Yeah. But um, I guess my, my perspective on the Confederate flag is that the historical importance of it has not really been anything that has been you know, discussed. And the most recent survey which I read that said that um, people understand it as a historical icon and only a small subset think of it as a kind of racist entity. But as we said last week, it shouldn't be on any state buildings like that's taking a little bit further yeah um but certainly i think either of us felt it needed to be uh, yeah it's 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 a flag that it certainly has historical significance there's no question about that yes yeah. yes yeah. and what was the other gay, oh, marriage. gay marriage i think we we already know what we think about gay marriage so do we well i thought we've already talked about oh it. we've talked about it but i mean when was the last 
I mean, obviously this guy doesn't. Okay. Well, well I don't care. I, you know. So, okay. So the voting is in. Gay marriage gets two thumbs up, I think. One from Heron, one from me. No, well, actually, flag? technically, no. 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 Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, but I, I, I think it's still a non-issue. I mean. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we all get thumbs up. Very good. Any other questions from the. Uh, uh, well, well, look, what, what, I don't get, what, what is this thumbs up stuff? What is that? We have no issue associated. It's not a negative in terms of our perspective. Oh, it has to be graded? I'm not sure what the circumstances. Yeah, why is it being graded? Okay, so we have another question. Well, I'm not through with, with that. Okay. Yeah. I guess, um, well, you're dealing with something else right now, so. Yes, I don't know. There was another question that came up which faded, unfortunately, before I could read it. So, moving beyond the questions, because I guess this component of the recording hasn't really uh, hasn't really worked, unless there are... No? Well, I mean, like I say, we have to work on this yes. and figure out how to make it work. That didn't work. Yes. <laughs> but that doesn't mean this situation won't work. Yes. Mean we have to figure out how to make it work. Yes. Uh, but this thing about gay marriage, I think, I, for me, is a really simple issue. Okay. So... And do you probably... You know what what my point is on this. I, I'm guessing, hoping. Well, associated with the context of marriage. Well, just what what I well, I'll shall I just say what I have to because I can say it in like two sentences. Yeah, it's quite simple. Sentences. Yeah, yeah. What the hell is the government having to do with anybody living with anybody under any circumstances? Why the hell should the state sanction personal relationships? Marriage itself is bullshit. If you want to get married, go have your own ceremony somewhere in a church or something, but the state should have nothing to do with it. I don't care who the hell you are. Mm. (laughs) So marriage, what I want to say is get government out of marriage. It's none of their damn business. So what things... Should it be government's business? I mean, what well, things? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are some things, you know, but but I don't see that that is something that they need to license. Yeah. I mean, maybe there are some factual situations, you know, about oh, who knows what that should be uh, part of the big database, you know. Mm. But but uh, you know, well, that's just. I don't know. That seems really obvious to me. That the go- you know government. What is government for? I Have guess seen- my, yeah. yeah. My, my perspective on this is that a certain number of people, for a certain amount of time, for whatever reason, have felt that it's the state's responsibility to affiliate itself, the state self, with their particular beliefs and views on everything. And I find that absolutely astonishing. I've never lived in a place where people have. Even on, like, you know, 20% of the things that I believe have any degree of commonality. And the whole notion that the state that I live in should represent my, you know, <laughs> political or ethical or any ways is just abhorrent to me and in, fact, yeah. in no way has ever been my experience. So, I actually, when I see people that have this kind of perspective, I look on them with a great degree of curiosity. Like, do you ever wonder how amazing it is to actually live in a place where... You know, you have the state enforcing your beliefs to such an amazing extent. And, yeah, I guess that's the thing that I find really extraordinary is now a few of these things are starting to crumble. These are beginning to be part of the conversation. You know, that's, people that's are amazing now like, thing. You know, spitting the pacifiers out, getting thumping their chests. Where 
I mean, if I'd spat the pacifier out and started thumping my chest, I wouldn't even be here. I mean, the whole nature of existing in a society means, yeah, from my perspective yeah. at least, that you rarely meet anyone that agrees with 20% of your beliefs. Yeah, well, that, but so, that's just your lot if you're one yeah. of the early, if you're one of the pioneer cells, yeah. you know? I mean, tough shit. Mm. That's just... That's the way it is right now in 2015. Yeah. Uh, the, cat, the, you know, the butterfly cells are a tiny, tiny percent of, of yeah, the totality. Yeah, and I've learned it any other way. I mean, this is just the way it is. The whole perspective yeah. associated. Yeah, but you with... haven't even been looking at it that way most of that time. No, I have. Oh, you have? Oh, okay. I've, All right. I've been, I mean, uh, for, from this perspective, I've been relatively awake. You've got to appreciate, okay. you've got to appreciate, Aaron. My earliest memories of my father was his attendance at, like, union rallies and things like that. I mean, I had, in terms of, like, politically sensitive and descriptive, I had a number of experiences in my early childhood that made me realise that, you know, I had to have a broader understanding of my role within the state. Mm. And that was, I mean, my early, fa my father's early writing. Well, you're I, lucky to have come to an awakening to know, that at such a young age. Marx's construction amazing. of social theory. I'm just yeah. looking at the books that were written by my father in the first four or five years of my life. So, yeah, I was well aware of the my relationship to the state from an early age and well, and that's me. one analysis of your relationship to the state. That's not the way it is, well, but it's certainly a, the, an look, analysis. In, in, in just the two titles I've given, they relate to completely yeah. distinct views associated with the relationship to the yeah. state. But within those two titles, yeah. I'd seen two different perspectives. So, yes, I was well aware that there was a multitude of possible solutions here. The one solution that didn't seem to be happening was the state having any interaction with me or any of my ilk associated with what our particular views of these things were. Hmm. I mean, the whole nature yeah. of the representation of you and the state is not that the state is like, well, Tom, philosophically, we've been working together for many generations and we've come up with this idea that will be exactly what you want. No, it's a bunch of, like, strange constructed things that obviously, like, is some way affiliated with a variety of folks that, you know... Well, but nobody sees the process right now. That's the problem now is yeah. the process is opaque. Yeah. And, and the process needs to become conscious. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't see any problem with solving any of these problems except human beings in their uh, hypnotic trance. That, yes. that, that you break that and people should be able to figure out, you know... Yeah. Some sort of a working solution here. It doesn't look like it's impossible. Yeah. You know? Yes. Not going to be easy, maybe, but, yeah. uh, you know, I think we can do that. But it has to be, you have to prepare yourself. Yes. <laughs> to play in this game. Yes. So I had two topics here left over. One was for the periscoping audience, but the second came from a listener, and a listener who I called out with regards to his correspondence with me on my use of the term melees, meaning pitched <laughs> battle with multiple people. He said I was right to call him out, but there's a general narrative that I wanted to be perfectly clear with, with listeners about, and that's because periodically I'm asked, I'm friend-requested on Facebook by listeners. I go through, or I've gone through a series of simplifications associated with my interaction with Facebook. And in general, I choose my friends on Facebook very carefully. I love the fact that we have listeners. 
I think the best place for them is the Stone Ape Facebook group, uh, or corresponding with me periodically via email. To be a Facebook friend with someone, in particular someone who's like I have no meaningful connection with, kind of cheapens the whole Facebook experience for me, and it's not against someone. And Heron will take all comers. That's right. So, if you want me to be your friend, just yeah. ask. Go me. straight to Heron, folks. <laughs> My perspective is increasingly that I actually want to reduce the number of folks that I am connected with on Facebook anyway. And my perspective has changed through the time that I've done this recording, but has led to an amazing simplification of uh, my general existence. So for new listeners who send me friend requests, if you send me friend requests and also communication that indicates quite clearly that you're like a really strong listener, then I'm probably more likely to actually add you as a friend. Like if we're actually having some discourse associated with something... Uh, but if you just add me as a random friend request and I see that you're also on the Stone Ape Facebook page, the Stone Ape Facebook page is our best means of communicating and it's our best means of sharing things together. And uh, you're, you know, you're absolutely, I want to agree with you yeah. on everything you've said. I'll take them as a friend anyway and yeah. just ignore them. Most, I like, I ignore most of them, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, if you want, if you want to get a piece of me, mm-hmm. then you're going to have to provoke me. Mm. <laughs> you know, good luck. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and from my perspective, um, it doesn't mean, I don't know, this whole thing associated with Facebook friending and all this kind of stuff, it just feels so high school and so removed from my... No, what if, they, what if you call them clients instead of friends? Well, what if it's potential the, clients? Go to the Stone Ape Facebook page. Be, be a, a Stone Ape Facebook friend, a Stone Ape Facebook client. And let's have a starting relationship. Well, with no, what, I, if, what I'm getting if you at. Are, if you are like cutting edge, doing stuff that really I think is amazing stuff, then I will return the favor and we can be friends on Facebook. If you listen to this and it inspires you and you get a lot out of it, uh, so much the better. Yeah, you want something different. Well, you, yeah, what you're looking for, obviously, you cannot get on Facebook, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, you know that's that, that's not what, but that's not what I'm here for. So Certainly. you know, I think Facebook. Mm. It sounds what you're saying is sounds like it's something anti-Facebook. It's not. Well, the problem and, is and, that and Facebook guess, is Facebook has created this. Facebook this, is just what it is. Yeah. That's it. You but know, when you, you get to a certain it. number of friends on Facebook, it changes its feed, so you lose track of some people and catch up with the feed of other people. Well, there's, I'm sure, I don't yeah. see, but I don't really give a shit about. I'm there to Certainly. put information out. Yeah. I don't care about what's coming back to me. I don't yeah. even look at it most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just a place for me to propagandize Gendo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I put out a lot of audio now, and the audio that I put out has Facebook pages associated with it, and folks who are interested and enjoy listening to the audio go to those Facebook pages and participate through through those things. Uh, and, you know, if, you're, if we're like-minded folk and doing, you know, you're doing interesting stuff, then I'm more than yeah. happy to be, you know, connected directly through Facebook. For, but for the early phases... Yeah, yeah, start a Facebook page and just start this thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Start, offer some suggestions, some ideas, some thoughts, some feedback. Yes. Yeah, some ideas, some questions. Yes. All sorts of possibilities. Yeah. Yeah, and see, that's really, what I'm looking for is to hook up with other individuals who are actually interested in this stuff. Mm. Enough to... Uh, to take time enough to say, like, read a book, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or something like that. Yeah. 
you know? Um, yeah, those are the people I'm most – although, on the other hand, I really will – I mean, at this point, I've got the time. So I, I'm not sure it's always going to be that way, but for right now, yeah, it that is. That might also be the distinction between you and me. Yeah, I've got plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I didn't have time, well, then I wouldn't have the time. Yeah. <laughs> but right now I do. So I'm really sort of taking on all comers. You know? So for Model Rail Radio, they do this thing called an offshore chat where basically they get a wide variety of participants who've been on Model Rail Radio and fans together in Skype calls. And historically, they've typically gone off pretty comfortably. But through the week, and this has happened periodically, there was an offshore chat that basically got out of control, and one guy started slanging off another guy who has cancer, and the whole thing just got and, out and of this control. is because of the lack of mic control. Yeah, right? in, in yeah. large part, yeah, and yeah. yeah, you've got basically random people doing. This. Isn't there a way around? Well, see, that's where TeamSpeak comes well, in. Well, you, yeah, you can't do certain things yes. with with most people without control of the mic. Historically, I've gone back and said to the folks who host the offshore chats that the responsibility is really theirs to act as a moderator in some of these circumstances. Sometimes the guys just fall asleep, though, like literally. <laughs> Well, they just set up the call. They, and that's what they get then. They yes. get what they deserve. In any case, then this off-show chat fight moved over to the Facebook page, <laughs> and the whole thing was just completely crazy. I mean, anyway, it was just completely high school schoolgirl esque. Yeah. Well, I see, to, it should never get even close to that. Beyond yeah. insane, yeah. a fellow was banned. There was various things that were kind of had to be cleaned up. Uh, yeah, if yeah. you can control the mics. To end yeah, I mean, occasionally when you create communities, then, yeah. you have these kind of pub brawl situations yeah. that you have yeah. to work your way through. Oh, that's intolerable. Yeah. Well, like yeah. You say, yeah, without mic control. And even with, I mean, you have to, well, you don't, yeah, you got to leave, at least in my perspective, you got to leave text open yeah. unless they're, they become so abusive in text that, that they even well, get. Well, it was just generally <laughs> abusive. The whole thing was out of control. It has happened historically, usually with younger guys. The um the Christmas train set guy, however, is interesting because I lamented in our last conversation uh, some of my interactions with him. I actually called up the guy and had a chat with him on the phone, and he was perfectly pleasant about it. He's done a few things, like he now has a personal Facebook page and a Christmas train set Facebook page, and um, he's actually taken my advice, which I it rarely happens. My spiritual advice, I thought, there's no way this guy's going to take your advice. But he's realised that he's in an interesting position, and he is he's starting a charity. Could get quite comfortable donations, and yeah, he took my advice. So <laughs> good for him. A, a positive through that yeah. general narration. Uh, I'm fresh out of topics here, Aaron. I'm going to again reach over to the chat and see if anyone has any topics that they want how to many throw people, out there. You see how many it's people? Gone down to six there? people now. Six people. Of the six. Oh, okay. So we've got one, and we don't know who they are. You just see a telephone. I mean, do you see a? A phone number, or what do you see? Oh, someone is going to hook up your audio for the next recording, apparently. Oh, one of the guys from... Is it actually Periscope people are actually watching? So we've got people from Periscope watching in. <laughs> I know it's well, no question. No, that's cool. Welcome. So, welcome yeah, to listen, the Periscope You're in people. for... Well, whatever you're in for. If, yeah, I don't... Yeah. Yeah, Tom is... We'll, we'll Tom Barbelay. This is me. This I am Tom. So, yeah, obviously when you start broadcasting eventually. So, yeah, no, apparently they'll hook you up too, so we can actually do this thing live on Periscope. Oh, he's How interesting. Anyway. Okay. Is there any way I can also see the same feedback you're getting? You know, the idea, I guess, is that we both get going. Periscope will create some way that you can call in, I can call in, and we can 
we can both see it at oh, the same time. And then what? And that is independent of Skype or replacing Skype altogether? It's not. We're not using Skype. We're using Peri- Well, no, we would use Skype for the recording. Yeah. And then you would put your iPhone pointing at you, and I'd put my iPhone pointing at me, and Periscope would organize the. Oh, okay. Oh, and it, well, I don't need to have it pointing at me. I could have it pointing at anything I want to point it at. I suppose, couldn't mm-hmm. I? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All whatever. Right. All right. Your wine glass, for example. However, you'd have, you'd have difficulty what a great reading. Idea. Well, actually, no. You could point. You, I can use the other camera. Actually, so yeah, you could point the camera at the wine glass, so I could see the wine glass progressively yeah, getting lower yeah, and lower. Yeah, that's perfect. That works perfectly. So I don't actually know if that was a legitimate, like whether that was actually someone from Periscope saying that. Um, but anyway, we'll find out. Well, you know, this is some yeah. new thing here. We'll figure out. Yeah, you can contact me through the Stone Ape, like. Tom at Noble8.com is how you contact me, Periscope person, if you're out there. Tom, so you can at Barbelay me, Tom Barbelay on Facebook, Tom at Noble8.com. Google me, you'll find me relatively easily. Do we have any other questions from the chat? Any folks listening in? Folks who, um, you know, who are regular listeners, type your names in, say hello. No? I don't know what's happening here, and I'm just the problem is actually that they're having to type it in their iPhone, so people yeah, are yeah, seriously I, typing. I think, yeah. This all has to be on them. We can't sit here and prompt people. That's yeah. that, you know, this is gonna this is gonna require some audience training probably yeah. for a while to, to get this to work right. So which would mean it's just sort of a, a thing that's gonna be here. Yeah. Oh actually but, I can see the photos. There's there's my um, my father's cousin, Lorraine Barbelay, who who comments frequently. Hello Lorraine. So did you ever know who Lorraine Barbelay was? Are you talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. Because um, she's on the Stone Ape. Play- her, her, her brother Graham is also a. a yeah, Stone I've seen. I've yes. seen. So yeah. they are. They are my father's cousins. My father's cousins. Yes. My father's brother's kids. No, my father's. My father's father's brother's kids. <laughs> okay. Sorry, my father's. Yeah, no, my father's. Father's, father's brother's, brother's kids. Yes, oh, that's what they Okay, are. all right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great system we got there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, actually, on 23andMe, I describe people up and down sibling connections because, I, like, for example, we have second cousins whose wives are also related, the nature of the Jewish community, whose wives are also related to, like, my grandfather along this chain, Second cousins marrying yeah. someone who was related sure in a to my small community that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. yeah, so you know they're all these strange familial connections, and I do it as as I did there. My father's father's brother's cousin. I do, or sorry, brother's daughter and brother's son in this case. Um, so you know I, I do these kind of connections in those incremental because people tend to be able to follow it greater than you know second cousin once removed and all this other. <laughs> It's a funny thing, genetics. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that people find it interesting. Well, I don't know. I mean, it certainly fills a period of time in my life. I'm not completely obsessed with it, but it's interesting. Well, yeah. Well, I'm interested in crows, you know. So, I mean, mm. we, we've all got different interests, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 See, I, for, you know, maybe it's because I was adopted that I have you know, no yeah. interest in genetics, you know. Yeah. Although I, I could see that that would be... A great reason to have an interest in genetics. Well, Pauline, if you were of that Pauline Lay, event. who is yeah. related to me somehow, um, was adopted and has an interest in the genetics. And I met her when I was in Australia. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people, yeah, 
how you know how do people get through life? They find hobbies. They find. I mean, for a lot of people, it's just surviving day to day. But if you get past that, then it's like hobbies yeah. <laughs> or something. I don't know. And if you get, pa- yeah, yeah. Oh, well, never mind. I don't know where I was going with that. Yes. So we're getting a bunch of like long-winded questions where, unfortunately, I start reading them, and by the time I finish them, they disappear. So they're really? going to be, they're gonna have to be pithy questions, folks. In the well, read one. I'm, I'd be curious I, to I, hear I've how lost it disappears. It was something associated with historic events, and you know, and then I got down there, and then it disappeared. Huh. Okay. Well, so the software needs some work still. Yeah, I think the log is associated with the responses. I could read it after lost cause narrative. What about the lost cause narrative? I might, that might be something that you have said, or something that I have in no the idea. South. It sounds like a really cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah, I no think, idea I what it might to be. Start utilizing the Facebook page to ask some of these questions for yeah. follow-on shows. So yeah. when they establish what stone, yeah, and, and actually like explain what you're referring to, maybe. I mean, we are hip. That's true, but. I don't really know what that means. So someone has asked what our views are with regards to addiction, in particular drug addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's an easy one for me. Addiction is one of those reifications. There isn't any such thing as reif or as reif. Well, there isn't any such thing as reification or addiction. Yes. There are behaviors. Yes. Um, and um, there are consequences and physical reactions and all sorts of things, and that's all true. Yeah. You know, and on top of that, we've got a whole bunch of really stupid stories stuck to it, like mm. addiction. So, like physiological effects of addiction, chemical effects of addiction? Well, listen, I've been really sick before, yeah. or I was like in bed for like several days, you know, with sweats and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when it was over, I didn't get up and start taking heroin. Mm. Mm. But I don't what's, know. What, what's the difference? Well, that's you as an individual. That's yeah, well, that's what I'm getting at, is that th- there are consequences for withdrawal from, from a drug that you've become dependent upon. You're going to go through a period of extreme discomfort. Yes. Um, but the choice to start taking the drug again is a choice that you make. Yes. Fuck addiction. I don't want to hear that. Oh, I'm addicted. Interesting you know? perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I'm not sure what the terminology is, but that's like extreme... Like an extreme rationalism view of addiction, I would imagine. Well, I'm just saying addiction is a reification. It's just this abstract concept, a way we have of creative, of trying to talk about certain kinds of behaviors. And it seems to me it's, that's just mudding the waters. (laughs) I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not saying that, again, my view is the way it is. I'm just saying here's another analysis that I think, well, solves the problem for me. Mm. I'm not interested in worrying about anything beyond that. So, where you are, make a choice. So the the questioner asked about our experiences with addiction rather than our views of addiction. Well, I was I smoked tobacco for many years. Yeah, and you stopped smoking tobacco relatively easily, right? Oh, it was the, it was easy. Yeah, I stopped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again. Uh, it took a couple of years to get to that place. Yes. I'd, I'd been struggling trying to quit for quite a while. Interesting. But when, when the time came. You just stopped. It, I, I, it was, uh, and, and I was like being born again. You know, as yeah. I realized, you know, I, I just don't want to smoke anymore. Yeah. Screw it. I, I'm through with that. Yeah, I mean, and that was yeah. the end of it. I feel the same way about alcohol. I, I had no, yeah. no physical effects following. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, socially, it was rather curious in particular circumstances, but it never wanted me to yeah. start drinking. I never wanted to start drinking again. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I guess we're yeah, both it's great when it works like that. <laughs> we're both relatively boring in terms of addiction. So. Well, that's the thing is I'm not sure addiction really is, is the right way to think about it. Hmm. I mean, for, for me, again, it was this realization that, I, you know, I really just don't want to smoke. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Period. Goodbye. Yeah. And make it, and, and re, but it was, again, it wasn't a decision. It was a realization. And I think that's fundamental. Yeah. It didn't feel like some act of will on my part. It, it was, is a curious thing because, I mean, you and I are both very, what would a term be? Inoffensive. I would have said cerebral. <laughs> like, we're both very cerebral in terms of our general approaches to these kind of things. And my perspective is that we are in the minority in terms of our particular cerebral approach. Oh, I'm sure. Approach. Yeah, I am. I'm yeah. Sure that's true. But um, I don't think that matters. I mean, mm. the thing is, what if we're part of 5%, 2%? Who cares what? Look how big this planet is. Yes. I what guess, could we do if we were all hooked up? I guess we can't. I mean, this is the thing that I got from the Dead concert, was that I realized that there was actually a large group that wasn't me that had friends and an existence that appeared perfectly <laughs> affable in, you know, the setting yeah. sun. Yeah. And far be it from me to kind of judge these people. In fact, ultimately, there wasn't necessarily a degree of jealousy. There was just a sense that, yeah. what the fuck have I been doing all my life? Well, you know? you've been doing, you've been exploring yes. your, your explorations, yes. and you're still doing that. Yes. You know, you're just continuing and... Beginning to see that there are other possibilities. Yeah. I, it out just there. appeared to me in this experience that I'd missed out on a lot of fun and having just. Well, but you always out. do. I mean, yeah. there's no way not to. Well, there's some. There are some blessed people. I see. I see YouTube videos of them, and I wonder. <laughs> I wonder how they how they do it. How these they free spirits who yeah. travel the world yeah. with no money and have these wondrous adventures. <laughs> well, they always have money. They just look like they have no. Well, money. they you don't know, have. That's... Yeah. Well, somehow the money shows. Up, I don't yeah. know how, but well, I mean, it's just called having a trust fund. I, yeah, I've well, those what, people as well. that's probably and a I large think the part trust of, fund is, is a large part of that. Well, in any case, it, yeah. it's just, yeah. I mean, I see my own life as being, you know, so guarded, so safe. Yes. Well, this is <laughs> another know. thing that caught me in this concert was I thought to myself, you know, I've got to go to work in the morning and do a bunch of stuff which I've done. I've got responsibilities in this environment, which I have to do. If I throw those responsibilities away, my spiritual advisor and I potentially could be, you know, out on the curb. I mean, all these... No, but you can go for a year. You wouldn't be out on the curb immediately. Uh, I don't know. My mortgage would eat into it very (laughs) well. Well, you'd get rid of that, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. We probably could become uh, deadheads. Far faster than uh, you know. <laughs> there you go, but, man. You got a good start on him. You're way ahead of most of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that was exactly my spiritual advisor's view. But um, in particular, that we should fly to Chicago and see the last two concerts uh, this weekend. You're not buying it, huh? <laughs> we thought about it. I mean, seriously, I really? it seems like yeah. No, I had a lot of fun. There are two more concerts. There are two more concerts in Chicago. How much? The, so, I mean, you can afford to do it. So, well, yeah, the tickets to, look, the two tickets together, because we weren't in front of the band, were 80 bucks together. They yeah, were it's irrelevant. Each. Yeah, it's just nothing. Like, you know, it's just so. the flight and the hotel. And yeah. The I don't know. I mean, I've got I mean, it's, it's not a big but, deal. You, you're yeah. in a position. That's why you work. Yeah. <laughs> so, why not do it? 
I don't know. I think the nature of... This is the interesting thing. The experience of the planes flying overhead, the experience of just being there in that setting, I didn't necessarily want to trivialise it, although I had a lot of fun there. I didn't. I wanted it to be a unique experience. Ah, you don't want to have a second one that you can compare well, it to. Well, <laughs> the thing is, it's interesting because I've read reviews online and I know Eric Davis... How many concerts are they doing? Four, I think. Okay, and this was the second? This was the second. They're Where was the first one? Two in, They did two... One, the same venue the night before, same in Chicago, two nights, same venue. Okay, but the one you went to was? In Santa Clara. And that was the first of that the four? That was the second of the four. And the first was what? The night before in Santa Clara. In Santa Clara, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, two in Chicago, and, and two, two in Santa Clara. And two in Santa Clara to start yeah. with. Then yeah. they're moving, now they're on their way to Chicago. Yeah, and they're performing, so, I think, Saturday night, Sunday night. Saturday and Sunday yeah. night, and then one more after that. No, I think it was just four. Oh, just four, okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think just four. And so, uh, yeah, that'd be interesting to go to both of them in the same venue. Well, people <laughs> did that, actually. Eric, no, of um, course, if you're Eric a real Davis, deadhead, who, yeah. Yeah, who I was interviewed, who does um, Expanding Mind, a podcast called Expanding Mind, on I think it's on a Pacific radio station. He interviewed me a couple of years ago, and I've reconnected with his podcast because I've been going through podcasts trying to find podcasts that I can actually listen to. It's really very hard, and the thing that I found interesting was that a number of our listeners listen to a variety of quite eclectic podcasts. Really? So that's a, that's a whole – how big is the community? See, I have nothing to do with the podcast community. Mm. I have no idea the size of it mm. or uh, who they are. I mean, I've getting a little bit of it through through our experience here, but – yeah. Have there been any – I mean, I'm sure somebody must have done demographics so on podcasts, the, right? Um, well, the the often touted most successful podcast, I think, had 12, 12 million listeners. I think that was what they okay, said. Okay, but those are off the screen. NPR, you know? they're NPR. Like, yeah, but assistant. the 80%, you know, you, the 80-20 rule here, the 80% is what we're interested in. The here. 80% is probably quite comfortably under what we do here. We're, I think, well above. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, th- I would think that too. Yeah. 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 Given that most people are basically brain-damaged language monkeys. Well, also, so. most of these podcasts, and I survey a heck of a lot of podcasts, they've got either low-mic soft talkers, they've got high-mic noise. <laughs> it's just not the same kind of thing. And yeah, the yeah. thing that strikes me is that people are very sympathetic to all this kind of nonsense, but actually, if you listen to them, you know only a small percentage of the audience is going to be tuned Well, it has something to do with how much uh, care they yeah, exactly. have for what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aaron, I'm out of ideas. Aside from our usual rap associated with the 4th of July, which I remember from last year, I don't know really? if you have anything to Oh, please to refresh about. me. <laughs> we had something to say on the 4th of July? Yeah, no, last year I went to the same hairdresser that had the firefighters union thing, and she had something on saying, happy July 4th, I think, or something, or 4th, anyway... There was yeah. something that she said that we talked about last time. We have a question. Oh, the thing has just crashed. Okay, so Periscope has crashed. The last question for Periscope was... Um, <laughs> the question that crashed the it The question was, that crashed Periscope was... Say that ten times fast. The question thoughts, that crashed it. What were our thoughts... Let me just reach over and try and restart it. What the were question our thoughts, that crashed it. The question that crashed it. The question that crashed it. The question that crashed it. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's, it's very hot. It's very hot. The question that crashed it... <laughs> was associated with what we thought nerd culture becoming mainstreamized oh. meant for us. Yeah. Which I never I, even think about things like that. Nerd yeah. culture. 
That, that's that's just nonsense. Nerd cult. There isn't any such thing. It's just some popular press concept. Yeah. There's a whole wide spectrum of very strange people with very strange and varied interests. Yeah. I mean, what I think there, typically yeah. is just that the whole nature of nerd culture is not something that I'm a part of. I'm like a fringe grazer on some of it, but it's not my culture. Well, there isn't even any such thing. It's just, you know, well, I mean, there there is in the popular press. It's been created by the yes, market. they have conventions and that's yeah, what yeah. they do, you know. But, so. but that's all capitalist bullshit. What's out there are a bunch yeah. of people with very eclectic interests. Yeah. I guess the <laughs> acceptance of some of these interests have not always historically been there. And to have formalized, I don't know, magazines and books and ideas means yeah. that at least the cult, some culture is formalized into yeah, something where it's right. collected together. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, the gay man's liberate, what was the, no, no, it was the man-boy love organization. Yes. Whatever it was, you know. I mean, Nambla. It's a small group National of people. Man -boy love and now they can get together and. Or uh, association, Nambla. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah. yeah. By saying Nambla, we immediately lost two people. <laughs> Aaron, I literally you people can see by the video footage I am just like a puddle currently. This <laughs> podcasting room works for a short period of time. Yeah, you got to get that fixed, Tom. You know, well, I've got to get one of these silent air conditioners, which apparently exist, but I've never actually seen them. For you know, they they sell them, I guess, for about four or five thousand dollars. So <laughs> well, it's worth it, man. Put in a silent if air conditioner. If it means being just, comfort. You know, yeah, living in comfort, yes. Or is there a different space in the house that would work better? Yeah, I thought about actually doing it in the bedroom. I need to talk to my spiritual advisor about that. That would probably work out a lot better in terms of just general thermal. Although it still cheaper. gets hot. <laughs> it still gets hot, but it's not quite as bad yeah. as here. Well, what about a fan? Uh, I have a small fan that I was considering using, but it just injects electrical noise, and I'm just not a fan. Is the fan that I've got going here bothering you right it, now? It historically has. Tonight it hasn't, but normally it does. And remember, where I normally ask you to move something. Yeah, okay. no, I know. Okay, because it, yeah. it, it's it's quite effective, and I can I feel I can feel it pretty good. And yeah, I need to work that thing out, Heron. But yeah. Uh, it comes up every. Yeah, uh, yeah every please recording. do. You'll be much more fun. I'd be much more productive. Yeah. You know, if you're having, if you're not. Except it's easier for me because I can edit the shows and get them out faster in the shorter form too. So yeah. anyway. Oh, whatever. I'm just looking out for your personal experience. Very good, Heron. Uh, with that, I will say, um, yeah. Okay. Friday yeah, night next week. Talk okay. to you soon. Take Bye. care.